years ago, two awkwardly shaped boys became best friends. That friendship grew over time. Then the two awkwardly shaped boys became men and got their own radio show. <laughs> what you're listening to right now is two best friends. It's Mikey and Bob. We've never seen each other naked. Not that we don't want to. It it just hasn't happened yet. Welcome to the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh welcome to another week of uh fun and games. Hi. Hi. It is uh Mikey and Bob, the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Bob, are you okay? Nice weekend and everything. Uh yeah, yeah. I- Softball weekend. Got, uh, you were a softball yeah. dad all weekend? You lost, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Good times. Uh, let's talk about the one thing that really uh, matters from the entire weekend. I know there is a lot that happened this weekend. Uh, we will get to, uh, you know, the regular things in the show, like uh, that guy who stole that airplane in Seattle and flew it around for an hour and was... Uh, Just wild. Uh, said he played video games so he yeah. knew how to fly a plane and ended up crashing it into the water. We'll get to that audio because that is uh, wild. We'll get to the random guy at Steelers training camp who threw on pads, a helmet, and a generic Troy Palomalu number 43 jersey and acted like he was part of training camp until they finally caught him. We'll get to that. Antonio Brown at Children's Hospital. Uh, by the way, do you think there is uh, Steelers Facebook comments on that guy? Like, if you go to the uh, like local news sites or something, do you think we can read Facebook comments? Because I think Facebook comments on the random guy who showed up to play at Steelers training camp, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that might be something there. I'll dig in a little bit. But let's get to what really, uh, I think, shook the city over the weekend. Uh, former Steeler Brett Kiesel, a bearded outdoorsy hero, and legendary WTAE reporter anchor Sally Wiggin went fishing together over the weekend. I mean, what a combo. What an explosion that oh is, right? It, it really is. It, it, that is the definition of a explosion. When it's almost too much Pittsburgh to take. Brett Kiesel tweeting out a picture over the weekend of him. Uh, very bearded. Holding a fish with Sally Wiggin. It's a good size fish. It is. That's like what? Maybe uh, that's like a two foot fish, yeah, foot and a half yeah, fish. Solid. I'm not a fisher, uh, so I have no idea what kind of fish that is. I think it's a trout. Is it a trout? I want to say it's a trout. It's a good looking trout right there. And it's Sally Wiggin and Brett Kiesel holding a, uh, holding a fish. Kiesel giving the thumbs up and it just says, had a great time. Taking my friend Sally Wiggin fishing. Hashtag hooked him. Wow. I mean, if you're that fish, what an honor to be caught by Wiggin. And they, the fish were probably fighting over Wiggin's bait. That right there, you're absolutely right. Out of all the fish in local rivers, streams, lakes, ponds, whatever, that fish right there has the best end to their story, right? Yeah. You didn't get caught by anybody normal. You got caught by Wigan and Kiesel. Do you think that's what it was? Where do you think they are? It looks like North Park there, maybe? Looks like they might be Uh, at North Park. Yeah, it could be North Park. I I don't know, though, but you're absolutely right. Once Sally Wigan dips her worm into the water. Oh, my God. Woo! Woo! Are you kidding me? 
That Wigan worm. How long do you think Sally Wigan has to dip her worm in the water before she pulls out like a two-foot fish? It's got to just be seconds. I imagine it's, it's got to be so easy, right? I imagine it's quick. It's got to be so easy. Those fish are lined up for that Wigan worm. And what if Sally Wigan doesn't like to bait her own hook, so she had Kiesel touch her worm? So what if it's a Sally Wigan worm that smells like Brett Kiesel and his magical beard powers? Oh, my God. I want I want that worm. I want to eat Sally Wigan's worm. <laughs> I want to nibble on it. Wigan and Kiesler are just out fishing. Oh, my goodness. You come up with a snorkel mask? <laughs> got, got me? <laughs> I just start pulling on the line. And Sally's like, oh, my gosh, this is a big one right here. I'm, I just come up with the snorkel. Yeah, about six six foot nine, 220, Sally. Just wanted to. Listen, I, I smelled it, and I just wanted, I wanted to nibble on it a little bit before I took the whole line here. Michelle tweets us here, five minutes into the show and I'm already cracking up, hashtag Wigan Worm. <laughs> That's a good start to the week, right? Good start to the week of shows, it talking is. about uh, Sally Wigan uh, fishing with her worm, sticking her worm in the water, getting some nibbles on the Wigan Worm. I mean, she just dips it in the water. That is a good... You don't even think she casts it out uh-uh, there? You don't just... think she just... Dip... I bet Sally Wigan could. I don't even know if she has to put the full worm in. Maybe just like a little tip of the worm. Just the tip? Yeah, just the tip. I bet Sally Wigan when she goes fishing. You ever seen those shows where, what what do they call it, where the people like just grab those, grab the fish by the hands? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that called? What's that called? There's a a name for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they they just get in the stream and then they, they feel the fish around them or something. They just grab them and then just pull the fish out. I bet that's what Wigan does. I don't even think Wiggins casting. I just think once Sally Wiggins is in the, the no, noodling, noodling—that's what it is. Noodling. Can you imagine a, a noodling Wiggins? Woo! Hot. <laughs> All right. Those fish just see those Sally fingers coming in. Like, I feel like we There's should. There's like five fish going for each <laughs> finger. I feel like we should move on to other material on the show. Yet I just want to talk about Sally Wigan fishing uh, for the next hour here. You know, <laughs> a noodling Wigan. <laughs> Brett Kiesel is just like this big, burly, bearded outdoorsman. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Even when he was playing with the Steelers, he was all outdoorsy. He ha- doesn't he have a company now that does like outdoor adventures and stuff like that, and you can go fishing and right, right. hunting and camping with like Brett Kiesel? Could you imagine if Brett Kiesel saw the opportunity uh, fishing with Sally Wigan to now start a fishing with Wigan uh, whole side business? I mean, listen, Sally, I think needs to when when she retires, you know, soon here. Um, oh my I, God. I think she needs to do fishing with Wigan. How many Yinzers? and Wigan outdoor adventures? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yinzers would save up thousands to go fishing with Wigan with a little bonus bearded Kiesel, right? Yeah. Uh, you would cancel your family's yearly vacation. What are you What are you doing? Going to uh, Ocean City, Maryland every summer? Nah, maybe not anymore. You're going fishing with Wigan every summer. You're saving up and taking the family fishing with Wigan. I mean, Kiesel just leads you on like a nature walk yeah. through the woods. Then all of a sudden, a lake appears and Wiggins just 
in the middle of it floating as fish are flying and jumping around her. Wiggins just in the middle of the lake noodling the hell out of Noodle. all the fish. <laughs> all right, but the but the lake or stream or river, whatever. I feel like it would have to be one of those uh, one of those bodies of water that is populated with fish. You know where they bring in fish from another area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because there is no way the fish are lasting once Wigan has her worm in the water or Wigan's noodling. You know, like Sally could catch all the fish in the entire lake in one day mm-hmm. if she wanted it to. It wouldn't be fair. So they would have to keep repopulating and bringing fish from other areas. You know, fisheries would have to grow fish, basically, <laughs> just for the... the Restocking ju- on it. Just for fishing with Wigan. <laughs> fishing with Wigan would have the fishing local fishing industry booming. Could you imagine? Then if you go down to uh, Woolies in the Strip District... Yeah, yeah. Then there is a whole fishing oh. with Wigan section where you could eat a fish that Sally Wigan caught with her own bare hands. Or... By dangling her worm in the water. Could you imagine that? Oh, my God. I want to eat a fishing with Wigan. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. How about during Lent, there is a specific... Oh, my God. There is a specific Friday fish fry, which only serves up fish that are caught fishing with Wigan. Oh, my God. I want to eat the Sally Wigan fish so bad. A Sally Wigan fish fry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah! Lying down the block. I did not expect to get this sweaty and borderline horny to start the week. Yet here we are. Sally Wiggin fish fry. A lot of people going to be talking about Antonio Brown. Uh, He is on the cover of the new Madden 19 video game. And over the weekend, he was supposed to go to Children's Hospital, I guess, meet with a bunch of kids and their families and, you know, bring the new Madden game to them. Yeah. And I think there was Pizza Hut there, too, and everything. Good story. So Antonio Brown shows up. Everybody sees pictures of it and is warm fuzzies and what a good guy Antonio Brown is. And then you start hearing the stories that he was really late. WTAE actually did a full report on Antonio Brown showing up super late to his uh, children's appearance. Parents at Children's Hospital frustrated. Their kids were left waiting hours for a visit from Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown. Um, it's a little frustrating because he was so excited to meet him because that's like his idol. An event originally scheduled to start at 1 p.m. kept getting pushed back. That's because Antonio Brown was not showing up. It wasn't until 5.30, more than four hours after it was supposed to start. Uh, that's a little late. That wasn't just like a couple minutes late. That's four and a half hours late. But the football star yeah. finally arrived at the hospital, but some of the children already left. A.B. offered no explanation for the delay, but he did sign autographs, posed for pictures, and met with his fans. To just be here, uh, to have a little fun, to get out their room, play play the game, eat some pizza, smile and kick it with me, uh, seemed like a great day. All right, now listen, I, I, I think it's perfectly okay to feel two ways about this. I don't think, much like everything in this country at this point, I don't think it has to be one extreme or the other. I don't think you have to 100% be mad at Antonio Brown for showing up late to his children's hospital uh, Madden appearance, you know, and disappointing maybe a few kids and families because there are also kids and families there when he did show up who, you know, had a good time, got to meet Antonio, play some video games with him, take pictures with him. Right. So I think, 
I think it can actually be both here. I think you can look at Antonio Brown as, wow, he's a good guy. He's going to Children's Hospital. He's he's bringing the kids pizza and video games and spending time with kids when mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do that. And he's donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to Children's Hospital, and he's done events at Children's Hospital before. So I think you can say, wow, good guy Antonio Brown, way to show up at Children's Hospital, and thanks for always doing good stuff with them and the kids. I also think... On the same side, though, you could say, wow, Antonio Brown, uh, you could have showed up on time. Yeah. I don't think you have to completely hate Antonio Brown and think he's a horrible person because he showed up four and a half hours late, especially since Antonio Brown didn't tell his side of the story why he was late. You I know? mean, actually, both of those are completely logical and right. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. Like it, Nowadays, though, it has to be you have to take one extreme or the other. Either Antonio Brown's a good guy no matter what, even though he showed up late, or Antonio Brown's a horrible person because he showed up four and a half hours late. I think it's okay to think both. I think it's okay to say, hey, Antonio's done some great things with Children's Hospital in the past. Good for him for showing up. And then also think, hey, that's kind of like a, a bad look on you if you show up four and a half hours late, especially since you have some kids, sick kids yeah. who have come down. I think it's perfectly okay to feel both ways about a- Antonio Brown. Brown and what happened over the weekend. Uh, either way, though, it's still good, I guess, seeing him out there. But yes, I can also understand how some people are upset that he showed up four and a half hours late for an event at uh, Children's Hospital. Mikey and Bob, 961 Kiss. It is the morning freak show. High today, 80 degrees. There is a chance of scattered rain today, kind of depending uh, what area uh, you're in. I had two beer fests uh, over the weekend, man. It was a good time. I was tearing up the uh, tearing up the uh, North Shore and the North uh, Side. First, Double down. First, there was the PNC Park All Star Beer Fest that they had. That thing was crazy because it was like they had beer vendors all throughout the concourse and all around the Riverwalk too. So it was just like a nonstop loop of beers at PNC Park. Now I had like the VIP thing, uh-huh. so I was in there early. Like whenever you go to a beer fest. Pay the extra money for the VIP stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because then you're you're getting in there. It's you're usually you. getting like an an hour pregame before the regular crowd comes in. Because as me and my wife Jamie were leaving PNC Park, the lines for that beer fest on Saturday were crazy to get in, like just nuts. So there was thousands of people there, but that was a good time. And then from that, I went over to uh, Nova Place. On the north side. Did you see this made the cover of the Post-Gazette on Sunday? I did. I did, yeah. Uh, Our buddies uh, Day and Ed, who do the uh, local Drinking Partners podcast, threw America's first ever black beer fest at uh, Nova Place um, on Saturday. So that was cool. They sold that out. There was just over 1,000 people there in the courtyard there. Uh, But that was a good time, too. So I was uh, beer fest hopping. Next year, Bob, if they have them on the same time, uh, you need to come with me. I know, oh, I know you good. had softball this weekend, but I'm telling you, it was uh, it was nice to go with my wife. But you would have definitely loved du- I, double cold frosty beers. You would have definitely loved double beer fest day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to uh, join me next year if they do. Well, I know the uh, I know Day and Ed are going to do another fresh fest. I mean, they have to. When you when you have an event that sells out the first time you do it, especially something as important as 
and as historic as America's first black beer fest happening right here in Pittsburgh. You got to do that again, right? Yeah. And the PNC yeah. Park one, I don't see why they wouldn't do it again. I actually hope they're on different weekends, though, because uh, I would rather just uh, do two weekends. Spread rather the than, drinking out. Yeah, rather than split my time. All right, right now, let's get to uh, Today in Freak Show History, brought to us by Moe's Southwest. Oh, welcome well, to Moe's. Here we go. Today in, in Freak, Freak Show, show history. history. Today in Freak Show History. Uh, today in Freak Show History, we take you back one year ago today on the show. There was a toilet incident at the mm. Orlando airport. Eyewitness News found out one flush of a toilet oh, no. delayed thousands of passengers arriving at OIA over the weekend. Thousands of passengers delayed because of one toilet flush. Customs was shut down while the workers cleaned up the mess. Oh, no. On the phone today, Mike Ortiz described arriving to chaos after customs on Airside One flooded with sewage wow. and forced a hazmat team to come. There were carpets ripped up and uh, wow. there were floor fans oh. trying to air out. Oh. Was, I guess some flooding going on. Oh, gosh. They're floaters. Somebody backed up a toilet so bad that it started leaking <laughs> sewage to where they needed a full hazmat crew at the Orlando airport. That's amazing. Only Eyewitness News found out a passenger arriving from outside the U.S. on Saturday tried to flush what sounds like the contents of a suitcase, including okay. items of clothing oh, and who knows what else. Listen, I, I, didn't, I didn't think we were going with somebody who was trying to flush their suitcase. I really thought somebody, I mean, really did work at the Orlando airport. You ever go to the bathroom in an airport? Yeah, horrible. Like, they got some pretty industrial toilets, though. Whoosh! Airport toilets. They got that whoosh power, man. Or maybe the person didn't make it and was trying to flush the bad clothes. Could be. Could be true. Trying to hide the Could shame. Whether it was drugs or worse. Okay. okay. <laughs> drugs or worse? What's worse? Drugs or crapping your pants? <laughs> like, what's worse than having drugs in the airport? It's like flushing a machine gun or something? What's worse? Honestly. He's still under investigation. And just think about that. This was the Orlando airport. So think of how many, like, families are in the Orlando airport. Because oh, yeah. you, you got Disney World down there, right? Flying everywhere. All of a sudden, somebody goes in and drops a big brown goofy. And next thing you know, it's backed up and they have to call the hazmat team. The Pirates split their series two wins, two losses with the Giants in San Francisco. They lost 13 to 10 Friday. What were they doing Friday? I saw a lot of people were angry. They brought up Clay Holmes to pitch from uh, the Miners. He got rocked. An important game for the Pirates, and they just bring up this dude who just got rocked. Yeah. Uh, didn't even last three innings, gave up seven earned runs, four walks, just yikes. Uh, they won 4 to nothing Saturday and then lost 4-3 to three yesterday. The Pirates right now, eight games back in the NL Central, five games back of a wild card spot. They're at Minnesota uh, tomorrow. Uh, now, always uh, weird things happening down in the state of Florida. We do things just called Florida stories on our show because Florida is just an endless supply of material uh, down in that state. Almost daily, somebody does something. Also... Almost daily on our show, it seems like we do and cover a story where somebody is getting naked. Yes. Sometimes you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> uh, by the way, how many straight shows have we done in a row now with the naked person? What What is this going to be? Because this uh, lady got naked. This is nine. All right, here we go. It's a naked story. It's a Florida story. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! It happened again. 
Someone decided to get naked. It's time for another naked story on the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show with Mikey and Big Bab. Uh, by the way, we are working on getting a sponsorship, right, for our naked stories, I uh, Yes, All right, yes. And this is, a, uh, this is a Florida story, too, here, so... Gotta get a proper intro. Attention all listeners of the Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes, yeah. it happened again. It's another Florida story. Driven by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. Uh, Titusville, Florida. A Florida woman is in jail after she allegedly drove into oncoming traffic repeatedly, crashed into a tree, jumped into the Indian River Lagoon, took off all her clothes. Lock. A lot happening there. 23-year-old Kelly Renee was driving a black Toyota Prius at a high rate of speed, attempted to pass vehicles by driving into oncoming traffic. That's never good. No. Uh, car chase came to an end when she uh, struck a tree with her Prius. Uh-huh. She then exited the vehicle, fled on foot from uh-huh. deputies, uh, then went to nearby Indian River Lagoon, took uh-huh. off all of her clothes. Not going to catch you. In, oh, take clothes off. Not going to catch you. And swam away from the deputies. Uh, she's doing that for speed, right? Right. I would think so. If, you're, if you know you're running from cops you're jumping in the lagoon uh you know those clothes are gonna get wet and they're gonna weigh you down so you gotta strip naked before you jump because you're gonna swim faster and you got a chance to uh get away from the cops then right uh so she took off all her clothes started swimming away from deputies eventually they just got a boat and caught her of course she was pulled from the water and when she got to the patrol boat she kicked the officers and attempted to headbutt one of them Police said they what believe a monster. she was under the influence of some kind of controlled oh, substance. Okay. Uh, this is what we always say. We say don't do the hard drugs. That is one of our – we have three Florida rules. If you're ever visiting Florida or you live down in Florida, don't do the hard drugs is number one. I mean, next thing you know, you're driving a Prius, your clothes are off, you're in a lake. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, don't get naked in public is two. Yeah. So it's very possible she violated the top two Florida rules that we have. And number three, it, you didn't think that this was a real thing that you'd have to tell people, but it's don't use an alligator as a weapon is the third Florida Which law. if there was one there, she probably would have used it. <laughs> she, If she had enough time, she might have fished a gator out and used it on the uh, officers. Uh, so they do believe she was under the influence of something. She was charged with fleeing in a looting, uh, reckless driving, resisting arrest with violence, and resisting arrest without <laughs> violence. It's Florida. It's a naked person making the show once again. Over the weekend at Steelers training camp, uh, briefly a man dressed in full uniform with pads snuck onto the practice field at St. Vincent uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, dead giveaway, he was wearing number 43, which has not been given out uh, since... Troy Paul Mahler retired after the 2014 uh, season. I mean, you got to plan better if you're going to try to pull this off, right? Uh, yeah, the numbers were in block format, and the jersey color was slightly darker yellow than the ones that the Steelers were wearing. Another thing he did that kind of gave it away is he he had little pads under his jersey. Yeah. The Steelers weren't wearing pads for their practice on Saturday, so... Uh, at one point, Antonio Brown laughed and talked with the guy because I think the guy said he wanted to cover AB at one point. So, uh, you know, the pictures made it national because it's pretty funny. This dude, like full get up, yeah, tries to get on and practice with the uh, with the Steelers. So then we read the uh, the Steelers Facebook comments. Here we go. Where we are going to a very <laughs> deep, uh-huh. dark place oh, on the yeah. internet. Everyone is a GM. Yep. Everyone is a coach. Yep. Everyone is going to get traded. Everything, Everything sucks. sucks. It's time for 
Steelers Facebook comments. All right, Facebook comments brought to us by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. These are uh, Facebook comments after a random guy. The guy was in good shape, though. The guy actually looked like he could be a Steeler. He, he was really in pretty did. good shape. Yeah, he really did. Uh, random guy, just full Steelers get up, sneaks onto the practice field uh, at Steelers training camp. Rob P. here, Facebook comments. Wouldn't have happened if I was there. No one on a Steelers field should ever wear the number 43 again. I would have ripped that jersey right off his back. Okay, so Rob would have wow. defended Troy's honor. Wow. Tackled the guy and ripped the jersey off. Hell yeah. Ken C, give him a chance on defense. I bet the Steelers' defense has more missed tackles than any other NFL team since Tomlin took over. Uh, Tracy R, I want to watch this guy stretch. That is a good-looking man. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was in good shape. George F, can't be worse than Artie Burns or Sean Davis. Casey H, update: He was a spy for the Patriots. Josh C, can he play inside linebacker? Would almost have to be an upgrade at this point. <laughs> Sandy K, these are Steelers Facebook comments after some random guy in a full getup sneaks onto the training camp uh, practice field. Sandy K, they need to rip his entire uniform off his body and make him walk back to his car in his jock strap. All right. All right. The is ladies that, are a little is that a punishment, or is uh, that the ladies like, are a little hot in the Facebook comments over this guy, right? Do we know who this guy is yet? Was that for viewing pleasure, or is that a punishment? I don't for think him? that's a punishment. I think Sandy might have been at training camp and just wanted to see that guy be shamed get him and walk. Get, get his clothes rip, off. Rip his pants. He off, He doesn't deserve too. that Troy jersey. Pants off too. <laughs> get him. A, get Teach the, him a lesson. Get those cleats off. Helmet off too. Good looking, in shape man. Do you have a jockstrap on? Make off. him walk. Take all right. Pants off. Do you need security? I'll walk him to his car. Okay, I'll walk him to his car. Uh, Steve C. Breaking the Arizona Cardinals saw this guy show up at Steelers practice and have already signed him to a three-year deal. <laughs> Kelly O. What a moron. Stupid people like that will ruin training camp for real fans like me. I like getting autographs. Oh, yeah. I stand for hours, and the players know me. Oh, I mean, God. All right. Good, I mean, good oh, job, God. Kelly. I, I don't. Oh, God. I don't think this is going to ruin players signing autographs. The players know me. They know me. I stand here for hours. (laughs) Bree B, he looks good. If the Steelers don't want him, I will take that sexy man. (laughs) All right. Yinzer Bachelor, calm down, everybody. Come on. (laughs) Yinzer Bachelor. He hands out jock straps instead of roses to the ladies. Could you imagine a Yinzer bachelor at training camp? Training camp with, bachelor? With this guy where he's wearing the helmet and pads and everything like that. And ladies have to perform training camp feats in like physical challenges at training camp to like uh, to, to win his heart. But instead of roses, he's giving out jock straps, and then the ladies have to put it on. Okay, thank you very much for the jock strap. All right, did I make it to the next round? Okay. Do you accept this jock strap? They're putting on jock straps. You're a good looking man. If the Steelers don't want him, I'll take that sexy man. Ooh, I got a one on one date at Sharky's tonight with him. All the other ladies are jealous. Oh, gosh. They're going to go to Sharky's and get drunk, and they're going to end up screwing. They're going to end up screwing. Damn it. All right.
<laughs> These are Steelers. Yeah, kick him out of here. Rip his pants off. I got, <laughs> I, I got a couple more. Just a couple more here. These are Steelers Facebook comments after the random guy shows up in a full uniform trying to get on the practice field. Chris C., I would have let him run a few plays and see what he had to y'all. Uh, hey, see. All right, let me try that one again. Oh, Hold flustered on. by no pants, huh? <laughs> no pants and charges got me flustered. <laughs> If I was typing that on Facebook, it would have been a bunch of misspellings and a key mash right there. All right, let me try this again. Got a little hot. Uh, Chrissy, I would have let him run a few plays and see what he had to offer before first escorting him off the field. He could have been the one that got away. Hashtag Pittsburgh Waterboy. And the final one, after a guy sneaks onto the Steelers practice uh, field there at Latrobe at training camp, Dejon A. Landry Jones has been sneaking on the field in a Steelers jersey for years now. Allison tweets us here, please God make Yinzer Bachelor a real thing. I just laughed my ass off on the way to work. Women are hot and bothered in Pittsburgh. Uh, Derek tweets us here, trying to run on the treadmill this morning during the Steelers training camp story and Facebook comments. I'm dying. People are looking at me like I'm crazy. Nathan tweets here, what a round of Steelers Facebook comments. What a way to start a Monday. Yeah, we were just reading Steelers Facebook comments on the guy who uh, showed up to uh, training camp in a full jersey and uh, snuck onto the field real quick. All right, now, uh, always weird things happening down in the state of Florida. We had so many of our listeners send us uh, this next story. It's time for another Florida story. Here we go. Attention all listeners of the Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes. It happened again. It's It's another another Florida Florida story. Driven by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. Headline of this next story, 24-year-old Florida man strips, performs erotic dance inside Japanese steakhouse. (laughs) Lot to take in right there, right? I mean, I've been excited for that pink sauce before, too. Not that you've been that excited though, but I kept my pants on. Uh, a married couple was enjoying a Sunday evening out at a Japanese steakhouse when a tipsy 24 year old Dylan Jordan began to undress and dance erotically <laughs> in front of the female Jamie Carpenter, who was there with her husband Chris, advised the man uh, to leave the Japanese steakhouse in Clearwater in response. Uh, Dylan Jordan, this 24-year-old who was drunk, uh, became belligerent and began calling her fat oh, and no. threatening to fight the husband. Oh, no. He was subsequently arrested by a Pinellas County Sheriff's Office deputy for disorderly conduct. What? How do you drink that much to where you just see a couple on a date and are just like, that woman right there wants to see a sexy-ass dance right now. I'm looking at her husband, and that man ain't about to take his pants off and dance in this Japanese steakhouse. That woman needs to dance right now. My man threw, like, the shrimp appetizer. All of a sudden, it's dance-off time for him. Uh, What do you think his... uh, All right, if that guy was an exotic dancer, what do you think his name would be? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. (laughs) He's ready to strip... With a strip steak. A little dinner entertainment for you tonight. Ladies, make some noise. It's Ribeye Rob. <laughs> Get those dollars out dancing for you at the steakhouse tonight. Don't be scared to tip. Filet mignon Frankie. <laughs> Ladies, here he comes. Out of the back. Wearing nothing but an apron. It's T-Bone. Jerry! 
If you tip enough money, I'm pretty sure that apron will lift up. It's Kobe Beef Kurt. <laughs> What's under the apron? Why don't you get a $20 bill out and see what you can get under that apron from your dancer tonight, medium rare Mike. Ooh, ladies, watch out. <laughs> I see you've ordered from the high class menu. Oh, boy. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> Bacon wrapped berry the delicious man filet. Only dancing for the ladies tonight, so husbands and boyfriends, you're gonna have to sit this dance out. Please welcome to the table Porterhouse Pat! It's Porterhouse Pat! It's Porterhouse Pat dancing for you tonight at the Japanese steakhouse! Ooh. I mean, <laughs> a special treat for you, ladies. You got more? <laughs> it's prime rib, Ronald. Sirloin Steve. Sirloin Steve. <laughs> it's tenderloin Tommy. <laughs> Dancing for you tonight, butterfly cut bread. <laughs> and you are gonna want to get those dollars out. Please make it rain at the Japanese steakhouse. For Chuck Steak Chuck. It's Chuck Steak Chuck. It's Chuck Steak Chuck. It's Chuck Steak Chuck. It's like a whole dancing crew. Ah, it's like the thunder from down under, dudes. So this it's is more. the men of me. Hold on. Hold on. This is more it's than. It's a dancing trio, ladies. We're now turning this into one more than one man now. It's the men of me. <laughs> All the cuts that you like. Okay, that's the name of the Japanese steakhouse in Clearwater, Florida. We're making it just called, what was it, Men of Meat? Men of Meat. Men of Meat, and you are going to get a lot of dancers. You're going to get the show. They're going to light the food on fire, and they're going to do tricks, but the real tricks come when your server tonight, wearing nothing, but a strategically placed napkin. Get those dollars out for well done, Willie. Well done, Willie. Well done, Willie. Well done, Willie. And ladies, that's just his name. That's not what's under the napkin. Uh, I got to say hi to Travis. Travis tweets is here being stuck in Cincinnati for a week. Isn't so bad since I could still listen to Mikey and Bob on my way to class on the iHeartRadio app. All right. Well, school in Cincinnati. Ah, uh, keeping up with the show. That's good. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. um, now, we were uh, talking about this guy earlier. This guy was all over the news all weekend. Actually, when did this... Was this Friday that this happened? Friday uh, night in Seattle? Friday night, yeah. Uh, the audio of this is just kind of... Uh, I mean, it's eerie. Some guy stole, like, a big plane uh, from an airport in Seattle and flew it around for over an hour. This guy was in his... Uh, I think he's 29 years old. Uh, not a pilot. No, he was just an airline like ground worker. So he dealt with luggage and, you know, directing planes and everything like that. But I guess maybe he'd been around planes enough to where he thought, I could probably do this. Actually, he did say at one point he played enough video games and he thought he could do this. So uh, it's kind of a weird story to cover because the, the things that this guy was saying to the air control tower were pretty unbelievable. Like this guy was completely calm for stealing a plane and have no having no idea how to fly it. But then there's also the other side where it's like, all right, obviously this guy had some issues. Um, you know, mentally he just wasn't there. 
he was he was ready to die basically and yeah. ended up crashing the plane into the water uh taking his own life just a bizarre story out of seattle an empty commercial airplane stolen by an airline employee that man taking the plane on an hour-long joyride near seattle Crazy. even attempting to do some stunts yeah. while armed military fighter jets followed behind him oh yeah he tried some stunts too so imagine how crazy this this is and, and you know there's videos all over twitter and all over the internet um just of this this guy flying around because you see two fighter jets next to it. Nobody really has any clear idea what's going on. I've got a lot of people that care about me. All right, so this is the guy talking to the uh, tower. It's going to disappoint them to hear that I did this. I would like to apologize to each and every one of them. All right, so he's, you know, regretful Just or whatever. broken guy. He's got a few screws loose, I guess. Never really knew it until now. All right, so he says he's got a few screws loose and decided to just uh, board the plane. Kind of snapped. Crazy that he knew how to take off, though, right? I played video games before, so... Yeah. You know, I know what I'm doing a little bit. I know how to put the landing gear down. He knows how to put the landing gear down, he said, because he's played some video games before. That's what he's telling the air control tower. So, in how the, do you start a plane? Uh, no clue. But this guy started it, got it up in the air, and... You know, the air traffic control tower, they weren't sure, okay, can this guy land a plane? Because yeah, he got it all right. He got it up in the air. He got it going fast enough to where he got it up in the air. Is this guy gonna be able to land a plane? But then you think when this guy's talking about how you know, he learned to fly a plane from video games mm-hmm. or something like that. You got to start thinking about the lives of the other people on the ground. Like, do you want this guy to try to land in an airport? Or is that kind of dangerous? Do you want him to do you find him a field somewhere or something right, like that? Right. Or just go tell him to land gently in the water? Hey, you think if I land this successfully, uh, Alaska will give me a job as a pilot? I mean, how about that? He's he's asking the air traffic control, will Alaska Airlines give him a job if he lands it successfully? You know, I think they would give you a job doing anything if you could pull this off. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. right. It's, it's crazy, though, because this guy who obviously is at the end of his, you know, life here uh, and is just... obviously something not right there. Joking around. He's cracking jokes. You think Alaska will give me a job if I land this? And the guy's just like, yeah, they'll pretty much give you anything if you pull this one off. He's like, yeah, right. If you want it to land, probably the best bet is that uh, runway just ahead and to your left. Again, that's uh, McCord Field. All right, so they're trying to tell him to go land at this airport. Mm-hmm. Dang, uh, did you talk to McCord yet? Because I don't think I'd be happy with you telling me I could land like that because I could mess some stuff up. Well, Rich, I already talked to him, and... Uh, just like me, what we want to see is you not get hurt or anybody else get hurt. Yeah, how crazy is that? Because the guy says, all right, go land at this airport. It's off to your left there. And the guy in the plane is like, hey, did you talk to them yet? Because uh, are you sure they want me to land there? Because I, I don't know what I'm doing. I could mess some stuff up. He's got a good point there. Hey, pilot guy, can this thing do a, uh, a backflip, you think? Oh, do you think the plane could backflip? I mean, how now casual for, and calm is this guy, though? Time for tricks? Hey, pilot guy, can this backflip? Again, this is a guy what? who stole a plane in Seattle on Friday and was flying around for over an hour. I think I'm going to try to do a barrel roll. Oh, try to do a barrel roll. And maybe. if that goes good, now I'm just going to nose down and call it a night. Now, let's, uh, let's try to land that airplane safely and not hurt anybody on the ground. All right. All right. And he was kind of disappointed that uh, the guy wouldn't... Uh, I guess, uh, you know, play along with him when he was asking if it can barrel roll, if it could backflip. And he just said, hey, I'm going to try this one trick. And then uh, he said, we'll probably call it a night. And, uh, you know, it it is such a weird situation because you hear that audio and like, that's kind of funny. And this guy was so calm and cracking jokes with the air traffic controller. But then again, on the other side, 
uh, this guy is dead now. This guy basically committed Snapped, committed yeah. suicide right. for for the most part. Took off in a plane, which he had no intentions. It didn't seem of landing Somehow at all. Flew it for over an hour and then crashed in the water. Obviously, the plane exploded and he died. Crazy situation out of uh, Seattle. Mikey and Bob, it is the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. It's the same for both. At FS Mikey. At FS Big Bob. Uh, high today, 80 degrees. Chance of some scattered rain showers uh, today. Steelers uh, will be back at training camp, and then their next preseason game is coming up on Thursday. They'll be at Green Bay Thursday, 8 p.m., uh, taking on the Packers. By the way... Uh, over the weekend at Steelers training camp. I think, didn't they say this was Ben Roethlisberger's last training camp, like, media availability? I think so. That they were doing? So it was kind of like the media's last chance to ask Ben questions for the preseason. Oh, I mean, let's let's go. It's time to go between the lines and in the huddle like no one else can. Let's go. It's time for a very in-depth Steelers training camp report (laughs) with Mikey and Bob. We are about to get uh, right into it. Steelers training camp. Ben Roethlisberger asked about rookie quarterback Mason Rudolph's performance in the first preseason game in Philly. Threw some really good footballs. Uh, It wasn't too big for him. I think he he had fun and enjoyed it. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Some insider stuff. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Ben Roethlisberger on the Steelers wide receivers play in camp so far this year. Uh, I think it's been really good, even with A.B. not out there. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah. Really good. Hold on. Ben Roethlisberger asked at Steelers training camp. We're getting very, it's basically like we're taking you into the huddle here. Into the locker room. Ben Roethlisberger asked at Steelers training camp, is this the best group of wide receivers he's ever had? Oh, my gosh. Here's Ben's answer. Um, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to, I don't know all the, the years we've had in receiver, but I like who we have. He's not sure, but he likes who he we have. He likes them, though. He wow, likes them, guys. Wow, good stuff right there. He likes them. All right, now hold on. This was actually kind of funny part. Ben was asked how he relates to some of the younger wide receivers because a lot of them are 10, 15 years younger than Ben. Um, I was talking to Juju about Fortnite, oh. and I knew nothing about it, so he was explaining it to me. That's how we try and relate. You guys are going to play now? Or? No, absolutely. He play. I'm not playing. I guess you don't mind. I don't. I didn't really know anything about it. <laughs> so there you go. Juju Smith-Schuster was trying to teach Ben about Fortnite. Ben is not going to play Fortnite, has really no idea what Fortnite is. He just kind of sounds like uh, an older dad right there. Yeah, kinda. yeah. All right, yeah. now we got to play the Fortnite rap real quick. Just had to uh, throw that out real quick here. Are you ready for more uh, Ben Roethlisberger here? Oh, yeah. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger asked. I believe this was his final media availability. I mean, these are some big questions. Steelers training camp. So far, we know that Mason Rudolph did pretty good. The wide receivers have been good at camp. Yeah, yeah. He's not sure if this is the best group of wide receivers he's ever had, but Mm -hmm. he likes them. 
a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff here. And he doesn't know about Fortnite. Ben asked about Landry Jones and how it is having uh, Landry around oh. for like six years now. Um, you know, it's a guy that um, obviously can can play. There you go. Wow. Ben sounds like he is very excited to have Landry around for yet another year. How about Ben Roethlisberger on how the defense looks so far at training camp? Ooh. Really good. They're really coming together. Wow. Got a lot of confidence in that I mean, this team. is some good stuff. Uh, ben Roethlisberger asked, does he have the best offensive line in the NFL? Um, I think my offensive line is really good, and I think they're the best in the world. Whoa. Best in the world. I should world. answer the question, I think. Whoa. In the, in the world. Whoa. Hold on. In hold the on. World. Breaking from Steelers training camp over the weekend, Ben Roethlisberger has nice things to say about his offensive line. I, I, we have been saying this since training camp started. There is not enough good, relevant information that comes out of Steelers training camp. It's like you learn something new every day. I mean, just listen to Ben talk about how the defense has looked. Really good. They're really coming together. You can't, you can't get that anywhere else. No. That is in-depth with Ben Roethlisberger right there. The only thing we will remember about Steelers training camp is the guy who showed up in the fake jersey and pads. That's the only That's thing. It. That's it. A all. couple years from now, we will even maybe Antonio Brown in a helicopter. That's Maybe. about the that's about the only things we even have a chance of remembering from Steelers training camp, unless somebody blows a knee out or something in the next uh, next couple weeks. Other than that, though, it's just training camp. It's really not that big of a deal. Kanye West dropped a new song called Ecstasy. A uh, little awkward because he talks about his uh, his sister in laws. Of course, he's married to Kim Kardashian, and you know. Kylie and Kendall are sister-in-laws, and yeah. this is the uh, lion. You got sick thoughts, I got more of them. You got a sister-in-law, you a smash, I got four of them. Right, that's a little weird. <laughs> you got sick thoughts, I got more of them. You got a sister-in-law, you would smash, I got four of them. Seems out of place, right? Nicki Minaj's uh, new album, Queen, came out on Friday. A lot of people are talking about the song uh, Barbie Dreams, which is kind of a nod to Notorious Big's uh, Dreams song, uh, which he made years ago in the 90s when uh, he made it about female R&B singers, basically how he wants to get with all these female R&B singers, right? Uh, You know, and he was mentioning like Mary J. Blige and stuff like that. So Nicki Minaj did a song uh called Barbie Dreams mm-hmm. where she talks about you know different rappers yeah. and stuff and even some athletes that you know either she would uh, reasons why she would want to have relations with them uh but wouldn't so i mean she goes with uh there's a drake line i i could play these but they're so heavily edited i they're don't even know filthy. if they'll make sense but this was her line about drake drake worth 100 million always buying me but i don't know what the if he crying and all right, so that's Drake worth a hundred milli, always buying me blank. I don't know if the blank wet or if he's crying in blank. Uh, remember when she used to date Meek Mill? Yeah. Right. Meek still be in my DMs. I be having to duck them. I used to pray for times like this. All right, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a line about Eminem. I guess there were rumors that they were dating a little bit ago, but here's her line about Eminem. Captain Bobby Dreamhouse, then you can play the part. I, I ain't 
trying to bust it open in the trailer park. <laughs> M cop the Barbie dream house, then you can play the part. I'm trying to bust it open in a trailer park. Uh, one of the athletes she was talking about, Odell Beckham Jr., the wide receiver for the uh, New York Giants. And I would have had Odell Beckham I would have had Odell Beckham blanking the cake till I saw him hopping out of cars dancing to Drake. Obviously talking about the uh, Drake in my feelings challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let me get to his line, uh, her line about DJ Khaled. Now, I'm not going to go into the details, but there was just... There was an interview with DJ Khaled that he did where he talked about something that he doesn't do... Uh, for his wife. Right, that, right. Uh, okay, we'll leave it at that. Here is Nikki's lying about DJ Khaled. Had to cancel DJ Khaled, boy, we ain't speaking. Ain't no fat telling me what he ain't eating. All right. Poor DJ Khaled, man. I mean, he's had a he's had a bad few days here, right? Because remember the uh, mean tweet that he read on uh, on Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yo, DJ Khaled, focus on getting your fat ass in shape, God. Yep. You can't inspire yep. people to be great when you haven't seen your d- in years. <laughs> so he read that mean tweet that aired on Kimmel last week, and then Nicki Minaj drops the. Uh, uh, drop. Do, you know, do you know if Khaled's still on Oprah's team? Wasn't he doing uh, the... Yeah, he was, wasn't he doing some sort Oprah, of weight... Was it Weight, weight Watchers? Watchers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was doing that for a while, but then I think he just kind of gave up. The checks I, ran out? I think he still has a... I think he still has a Weight Watchers deal, but I just don't think... Like, I don't feel like he's lost any weight since nah, he started uh-uh. the, the Weight Watchers deal, right? Uh-uh. Like, I feel like he's still the same... You know, if you... If I feel you, like you can watch that dude on Snapchat, and he's, he, he works out like a machine, but he And he's always... Eating eating good like he's got a chef who's making a meal but it's like damn Kellen's not losing like any weight at all I don't know what's happening there by the way Nikki uh, Minaj did respond uh, and said you guys know Barbie dreams is not a diss right it's just some funny stuff I love them I said things about people who I know can take a joke and won't be emotional about it reading the reactions to Barbie dreams is hilarious everyone is saying how disrespectful Barbie dreams is and that's why I love it so uh, Nikki Minaj that's uh, her song that a lot of people are talking about because she just you know, ripping on all these uh, different rappers and stuff. Our uh, buddy Robbie tweets us here. Uh, the most work I've done with planning my wedding is trying to get my guy Iceberg to drive five hours to Philly and bring the noise slash cut a rug. Mikey and Bob, how big of a uh, how big of a hit do you think he would be? Right, so Robbie's in Philly. Yeah. Penguins fan, though. Yeah. Wants Iceberg uh, to drive to Philly for his wedding. How great would that be if... Uh, if you just wheel in a big cake at a Philly wedding and you're a Penguins fan and no one, not even your bride, knows what's about to happen. And then, boom, furry iceberg out of the cake. Just dancing. Just just getting air horns. Just, <laughs> just getting pelted with whatever you served for dinner at the wedding, too. He would not. I don't think it'd be a good day. Do it. Do it. I don't know if Iceberg is available for rentals in Philly, though. I think it's just, uh, I think it's local events only. Uh, was that a shark movie, The Meg, really the number one movie at the box office? Uh, yeah. Made yeah. $44.5 million. It's the one with the giant shark in uh, Jason Statham and uh, Dwight from The Office, it, Rain Wilson. It made a lot more than they thought it would, too. <laughs> they thought it was going to make like 18 to $20 million, and it made $44.5 million. I'm telling you, it was the perfect storm because they promoted the hell out of that movie during uh, Discovery Channel Shark Week. Yep. 
So everybody knew it was coming. Yep. I was watching Shark Week, mm-hmm. and everybody's just like, you know, eh, screw it. I'll go see this <sighs> wild-ass movie. Sure, why not? Uh, apparently, it opened pretty big uh, worldwide, too, making just under $100 million in uh, in total markets, it only cost 130 million to produce, so they've pretty much almost made their money back in the uh, in the first week. It's out. It's pretty impressive. Uh, now, where is the, this next story at with the unicorn? Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, a couple of girls got stranded on a lake. Several women were out on a lake in Minnesota when their giant inflatable rainbow unicorn got stuck. Oh no! All right. So there's these pictures of these girls. They're on one of the giant unicorn rafts, you know? Yeah. Like, they've they've made rafts like this for years where just one person can fit on it and it's like for a pool. But now they make them so big that you can have four or five people on one raft. So these girls have it on the middle of the lake in Minnesota, and it got stuck. Two officers who saw the women quickly realized that they need to be rescued. <laughs> one deputy, we grabbed his phone to put it on video. The other one, though, busted out his yep. self-proclaimed mad rescue roping skills and eventually reeled in those stranded women. The officers posted this video on Twitter. They say before they knew the group was in trouble, they initially just wanted to take a photo with that unicorn. All for the ground. Yeah, the, the police officers didn't even know they really needed safety. Right, they just, they, just, they just went out near them, went out to the dock because they wanted a picture with the giant unicorn, and they were just like, oh, the girls aren't moving very good. It's like, oh, girls are yelling for help. Uh, just yelling to come in and get a picture, and there's like, oh, they're stuck out there. So they ended up roping the girls. Uh, be careful with your giant unicorns on, uh, on the water because they could get stuck, and you could just be in the middle of a lake completely screwed. Hey, bonus note, you're on a giant unicorn. That is true. There's one way to go. It is. That wouldn't be too bad. Uh, Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss. It is the uh, morning freak show. Tony tweets us, I'm in Florida for the first time right now and still haven't got naked. Hashtag bots. Congrats, I guess, Tony. It's exciting. Hashtag bots? Yeah, hashtag bots. He put, yeah. All right, well... You keep, know the f- keep those butts in your pants, Tony. You know the Florida rules. Don't get naked in public. Don't do hard drugs. And don't use an alligator as a weapon. Three Florida rules. Uh, Mikey and Bob, it is the 96-1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Somehow at the end of the show now. No clue. Uh, six more chances later uh, today here on 96.1 Kiss for you to win a full trip to uh, Vegas for our iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's like Justin Timberlake. Carrie Underwood, Imagine Dragons, Childish Gambino. It's at the end of September. Uh, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. It's going to be an incredible show. So uh, your next chance is coming up 11-10 during the Ryan Seacrest show. Also, we have a chance for you to win a full trip out to Vegas for our iHeartRadio music festival with our friends at 22 The Point. Watch Modern Family this week on uh, 22 The Point every weeknight. We're going to give you a key word during Modern Family on uh, 22 The Point. Mm-hmm. Then go put the keyword in at 961kiss.com and you could win a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. If you haven't uh, kind of caught the whole thing going on here, we really want to send you to go see this weekend of music we do. In, uh, in Vegas. We do. So, uh, all the details at 961kiss.com. Uh, now, Freak Show question of the day today has to do with uh, a very yinsplosion picture uh, tweeted over the weekend. Sally Wiggin fishing and catching like it looked like about a two-foot trout with Brett Kiesel. 
of course, the legendary WTAE anchor. We love her. She is a great friend of the show, Sally Wiggin, with former Steeler great Brett Kiesel fishing together. I don't know. We talked about it for like I mean, we went into a whole the show today. fantasy zone. We did. We did. Talking about how powerful Sally Wiggin as a... Uh, as a uh, a fisher, an angler, would be an angler, yeah, um, and uh, really just we want uh, we want to we want to eat Sally Wigan fish at at Woolies. We want Sally Wigan fish fry, yeah, because yeah. I feel like the fish tastes better when Sally Wigan is catching them, especially with Brett Kiesel. Uh, so freak show question of the day today. We end the show with this. Uh, listen around five thirty. Uh, of course, for question of the day, you get the answer right, win a prize, maybe some tickets. Freak show question of the day today, what's the most powerful fishing lure in Pittsburgh? The answer, Sally Wiggins worm. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so just remember that. I mean, it's got to be. Fish don't stand a chance uh-uh. uh, when they're up against Wiggins worm. Sally Wiggins worm is, is the answer to the freak show question of the day. I think I'm going to be listening to the station at 530 just to see if anybody remembers that, gets it right, or can deliver it with a uh, a straight face. Mm-hmm. Sally Wiggins Worm, answer to the freak show question of the day. Uh, if you missed anything from the show, you can stream and download the full episode without the songs and commercials. It is the Mikey and Bob podcast every day on the free iHeartRadio app. Yep. Anything else we got to tell the kids uh, there, Bob? I think we're good. All right, Ryan Seacrest. Bye. KSTHD Pittsburgh. Let's go. This is On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Thank you for being here. Phones here are available 